Hey, everybody. Welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. We are at episode 678. This is being recorded on May 25, 2022. I'm Sebastian Peak. <laughs> I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm Brett Van Spruenberg. This is all real time, by the it's way. It's absolutely live. We are 21 minutes in to our live event, which uh, crashed on me. And uh, we're back. Here are my hands, by the way. They're right here. Yeah. Thanks to the magic of video editing, you didn't see any of that. We want to thank our patrons. Go to patreon.com slash PCper if you want to uh, help support the site, help support the show, podcast distribution, the PC per arts, if you will. And uh, this week we want to thank Mercury and Ignatius J. Which sounds like a stage name to me, but like apparently Tenacious it's actually- D. Yes, a little bit yeah. like Tenacious D, but I kind of like Ignatius J a little bit better. It's got kind of a more esoteric ring to it. Okay. Uh, there is no better stage name than Tenacious D. Right. All right. I don't know. Ignatius J. Kind of like okay. it. Hmm. And Mercury. It's a good name, too. Thanks. Thanks, you two. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. We couldn't do it without you. And let's move on to Food with Josh, everyone's favorite segment, Laramie, Wyoming. Josh, you're live. Take it away. This wasn't uh, wasn't the greatest picture I, I took, but you know sometimes you just need a you just need a cheeseburger. You need to just throw everything else out the window. Have a cheeseburger with two patties, lettuce, tomato, pickle, onion, a little bit of mustard, ketchup if you want. How come I call it ketchup? Is it ketchup? Ketchup. I don't care. You're from that part of the states, I guess. Yeah, well, something like that. But uh, you know, it it just was a clean burger that was tasty. It had the crunch of the veggies, had the, the tang of the cheddar cheese, and, and the two locally sourced grass-fed beef patties. Or Yeah, it, it, sometimes you just want to actually taste the meat instead of all these other additions to it. And this was kind of the perfect way to do it. So go grab yourself a cheeseburger. Sometimes you just, you just need it. If it has two patties, isn't it a double cheeseburger? It is a double cheeseburger. Two pieces of cheese. Okay. Were there two pieces of cheese on it as well, or just two pieces of meat? You know, I didn't even, I didn't stop to count. (laughs) It just just went into my mouth. Yeah. I have no idea. What's the problem with this this smash burger thing where they always put two patties on it is that double has lost its meaning. It's hard to tell. I'm looking closely at this image and it's somewhat mysterious. Yeah. You can see the separation. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of a a cheese sheet between the two. It doesn't matter. It he like put it in his mouth drape. hole. It's like a, a draped a, a uh, cheese sconce. Yeah. Is it a cheese sconce? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I'm just happy. And it filled me up. Though, though the fries were, again, overdone. Uh-huh. Too crunchy. Way too crunchy. Sorry to hear that. So they need to fix that. Computex is happening. Kind of a low-key Computex this year so far, but it didn't stop AMD from announcing, well, we already knew about these, but telling us more about the Ryzen 7000 series. Tell us more, Josh. Oh, you want me to tell you more? Yeah, no, we uh, we knew about the obviously that the Zen Four would be coming out this year, and uh, they shared a lot more details about it than I was kind of expecting. I, I thought that it would be a later summer release that that they would uh, start talking about it, and uh, no, they they took this chance at uh, Computex keynote to talk to us all about the Ryzen 7000 series. And uh, 
These are based on TSMC 5 nanometer. It's, as they say, the world's first 5 nanometer PC processor core. Now, of course, Apple have beat them uh, with the M1. I believe that's a 5 nanometer product as well. Um, They've increased IPC by about 5%, they say, and then uh, clock speeds are dramatically higher. So we're looking at uh, 5.1 to 5.5 gigahertz all cores in a variety of applications. And so uh, even in single thread uh, stuff that they showed us, I mean, it it still is a a speedier product than the previous generation Zen 3, as well as the current 12 series Intel. Um, This will follow um, previously uh, with the, uh, the two chips at the high end with the IO chip on a single socket. Uh, the socket, of course, is, I think, a 1,700-pin uh, LGA. Um, they're going to you know, support PCIe 5.0, which is interesting because a couple of uh, SSD makers have finally announced and uh, will be shipping probably at the end of the summer some of the first PCIe 5.0 uh, storage implementations. That's something that, you know, that, that um, you know, AMD did a good job the first time when they released PCIe 4.0. That they got, uh, uh, who you would call it on board, uh, Fizon, to uh, to do a, a slightly tweaked uh, E16, I believe, which is the first PCI 4.0 device. It gave you really up to five gigabytes per second, not the full seven gigabytes per second for that first iteration. Um, but they had that out fairly quickly uh, once they launched. Intel was unable to do that with their uh, 5.0 implementations, which I found. A little strange because you'd think that Intel would have a little bit more pull than than AMD, but uh, it's all coming around right now. Uh, it's got the what USB five or whatever the hell they call it these days. There's so many USB implementations. It's it's not even funny. Depending on you know four dash ten high, I can't remember all the crap. Um, but the uh, the the Southbridge chipset uh, will come in three different flavors: a six seventy, and then the six seventy S, and then E. I again, Something why is my like brain that. failing? Uh, yeah, I me. But the top end will be PCA five point oh. Um, uh, someone was showing off an implementation that there's going to be two of the chips on certain. Uh, uh, certain motherboards. Yeah, X670. Yeah, it's 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 a chipset because it's more than one chip. There's it's, two. Yeah. yeah. How exciting is that? And so uh there's the option to have PCIe lanes galore uh by doing this. So I think there's 24 coming off of the CPU and then you can expect pretty much that many off of each one of those stinking uh chipsets. So you have a bunch of M.2 slots. You've got a bunch of PCIe slots. And they're all going to be populated with this chip set. So that's going to be very, very interesting. Um, their power uh, consumption may be a little bit higher. And I guess some of the limitations of uh, AM4 were that they just couldn't uh, deliver enough juice to uh, the cores to be able to, you know, get them to boost all the time. And they're able to kind of get around that with, you know, a combination of a, um, you know, faster process technology as well as better power delivery. 
So we're going to see those uh, those faster clocks. We're going to see more power consumption, and we will see probably more heat production. But I don't know if it's going to reach the 220-watt level that Intel does with their uh, unlocked boost, but I guess we'll see. They didn't talk about a whole much more. I mean, uh, Mendocino, uh, it's a new mm-hmm. uh, mobile chip. Um, they talked a little bit about uh, their... Uh, Enterprise stuff, but not a whole amount. But yeah, it was uh, it was a nice welcome surprise as compared to uh, Nvidia's, which was you know we talked a little bit. They talked a little bit about Grace and Hopper and stuff, but it was not the uh, was not the the well rounded and uh, kind of fun and exciting release that AMD shared with their seven thousand series and the accompanying chipsets and motherboards. Sebastian, you made a observation that you didn't see any mention of 3D vCache anywhere. No. I thought that was interesting. There's no 3D vCache in these new processors, or hmm. else they're keeping that from us right now. But they didn't talk about it at all. In fact, they didn't compare the new processor to their celebrated world's fastest gaming processor, 5800X3D, either. The one hmm. comparison where they talked about the IPC uplift, or didn't really call it IPC, they call it single-threaded uplift, was, I have the footnote here, testing as of May 5. AMD Performance Lab single thread performance evaluated with Cinebench R23 one thread. It was a Ryzen 9 5950X, which was running just 16 gigs of DDR4 3600 uh, CL16, which isn't, I mean, that's good. It's just that AMD seeds out CAS 14 3600 kits, and yet they were only testing with C16 internally. And then their pre production Ryzen 7000 unnamed processor sample had 32 gigs of DDR5 6000 CL30, which is actually quite low latency for 6000 megatransfers per second DDR5. So it seems like they made the gap as wide as possible by not using the absolute fastest, lowest latency memory they could have with the 5950X and by using some very quick DDR5. But I'm, it's. I'm happy that the new system apparently accepts fast DDR5, no problem. But it's just uh, why? Yeah, I mean, AMD has not always had the has not always had the best uh, design choices when it comes to uh, implementing new memory controllers. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) it takes them a couple of revisions to get up there. So hopefully, the 7000 series uh, won't experience those kind of issues and you can watch the entire keynote i linked i embedded it actually in our news post but you can go to amd's youtube channel and watch amd at computex 2022 in all of its glory it's available in 4k and it looks it looks stunning nvidia announces their financial results for first quarter 2023 of course it's not 2023 it's just the way that nvidia has been reporting for years Um, i don't like it but yeah, nobody does, but it's it's it had to do with their IPO and timing and reporting, and it was weird. But anyway, uh, yeah, record uh, quarterly revenue of eight point two nine billion. That's a lot of money, up forty six percent from a year ago. So they 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 have record uh, revenue from data center, and data center has surpassed gaming uh, for Whoa. how much money they're making there. And I think that we're going to see that kind of continue. Because uh, seemingly the seemingly, can I say that a few more times? Uh, the sure. world uh, really needs more and more performance and more calculations, and we're dealing with AI and machine learning and all these other buzzwords, and and uh, you know storage is, is massive, and we've got large memory arrays that 
we can address and and all of these things are coming together that that they're making more and more complex models and calculations and things that they're doing and the world needs more flops and nvidia is here to provide them and they have the software stack that probably is really second to to none in the world in terms of uh, especially machine learning and ai and you know any kind of gpu compute that you can throw at it uh, they they've got they've got software support uh, and they work directly with a lot of uh, other software guys and engineers and in fact they've they've seeded a ton of universities with their CUDA stuff and free cards and they've you know recruited all kinds of professors in these groups and so yeah all the people being taught in the university level uh, they're familiar with these tools and it's just going to get bigger and bigger for them uh, they're not as uh, hot as next year uh, next quarter they think they're going to make around 8.1 billion, which of course is less than 8.29. Um, and there's a couple of reasons for that. And I think you can look around and kind of see the softness in the PC market. You can see that demand for cryptocurrencies dropped to the floor. Uh, there are now as many video cards out there that you could want to buy. People are, of course, returning a lot of their scalp stuff to Best Buy and others as fast as they can. And so, yeah, I mean, if you want to, uh, buy a video card you can go out and do that at either at msrp or we're starting to see sub msrp and there's much rejoicing from consumers but of course that's going to hurt the share price of nvidia and that's probably going to rub off on amd and intel as well as uh you know with they, they kind of see the market getting a little soft and, you know, add in the China lockdowns and, and uh, NVIDIA pulling out of Russia pretty much entirely. Uh, they're going to take a financial hit from those things. So $8.1 billion is still a lot of money, but uh, we've seen essentially nonstop growth for the past two and a half, three years from this company. And uh, we've, we've certainly been spoiled. And people who have invested in them up to about, you know, three months ago have been quite happy with the returns. But those days are, are you know, coming to a to an end. But, yeah, still a good quarter, still a record. They're still making, you know, like I think it was $1.29 billion uh, net for the quarter, which is a tremendous amount of money. They did all kinds of stock buybacks, something like $2 billion just in the last quarter itself. Um, looking to buy back something like 12 billion of their own shares, which I don't necessarily think that that's the best use of the money they're making, but I don't answer to shareholders. So I don't know. Prices are as low as they've ever been on Ryzen processors right now. In fact, with Memorial Day sales going on, it's, uh, it's getting pretty ridiculous actually how cheap they're getting. Yeah, you can, you can find a 5600X for well under $200 now. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous how cheap they are. The the fifty seven hundred G. It's down. I picked it a week or so ago because it was on sale. It's even cheaper this week. But you can get, uh, like Josh said, you can get a Ryzen seven really cheap. Well, there's the fifty eight hundred X and the fifty eight hundred X three D, which of course costs more. But how much faster is the X three D? We've talked about this somewhat recently. But the FPS review, the FPS review has done a whole comparison article about this. They put it underwater. This looks like a possibly a 280. Yeah, it's a 280. 
And I think that's what they said. Testing. I think 280 is pretty much the sweet spot these days. Let's see. They had a 3080 Ti. Okay. I prove. Good GPU for testing. Uh, some Trident Neo memory. This is the Cast 16 variant. 3600, of mm. course. Everything yeah, looks well, good. Thankfully. Now, rebar is disabled. Might be a bit controversial for some. That is. I mean, now that, a- now that an a- NVIDIA supports it, yes, that is definitely an argument that it should. But then again, AMD came up with it, NVIDIA adopted it. So by taking it out, you're evening the field, not in a yeah, very. Yeah, I mean, if it's off for way. both. I have noticed that in some cases, it does reduce performance for some reason. Yeah, so. and you're doing graphics. Well, it does it on. That happens more on NVIDIA parts when it will actually decrease right i mean it wasn't with uh, i mean yeah amd really they they i think they have a beefier implementation of the uh resizable bar um but uh yeah even though i I would still run it i guess but their choice whatever yeah at least they announced it here is a a look at just overall system performance the pc mark 10 is a little bit faster with the x over the x3d remember the x3d has a lower clock so anything that is clock dependent more than cache dependent, you're going to get faster performance with the non 3DV cache variant. And that's, here's 3D mm-hmm. Mark. Geekbench. Oh, Geekbench 5 gives the edge to the X3D. The benchmark I no longer use. Um, Passmark, it's pretty much a wash there. What about gaming? Now we know that the bread and butter, oh wait, no more synthetic benchmarks. We know that the bread and butter of the X3D has got to be gaming. And well, here's rendering performance. I mean, right, so. and, and running... Uh, well, no, not running Cinebench. Every, everyone's favorite benchmark, Cinebench. And of course, again, the non-3D is faster because it has yeah. higher clocks. Here we go. X3D, faster in dying light. Oh, is it? Just look at, the, look at the numbers, though. It's so barely faster. One FPS faster. Uh, it's less well, than one margin of error. 1440. Yeah. And then Cyberpunk, it's margin of error. FPS faster at 1080. Okay. It, it, if you test games at 720 oh. low, you will see huge deltas. <laughs> mm-hmm. You pulled off just before it got interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here's Far Cry 6. Far Cry 6, big jump with the X3D. It loves all that extra cash. 120 FPS with the 5800X. That's that's pretty good. No, 154 with the X3D with the same graphics yeah. card. That's hmm. good. Yeah, and even at 1440, you see a nice one. Uh, mm-hmm. They do flight sim as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's big. 10 yes. Yeah, even at 4K, which is interesting. Okay, hmm. um, why is their performance lower at 1080 than it was at 1440? Because flight... Sim 2020 is really hard to benchmark accurately. Uh, okay. There's no can benchmark or anything, so they're just flying around. It could be variants nope. in the runs. Nope, they're flying around, and there's going to be variants in cloud cover and okay. shading and other stuff. And Yeah. Stuff we already knew kind of about these processors. I think the big question is uh, how much are you paying for them, and what are your needs? I would get a 5800X and save my money. Save it up for a better graphics card. Yeah, because what it's now what three thirty or so on sale for a fifty eight hundred X, nearly the price of MSRP fifty six hundred X. Ooh, look at that! 
There's a five dollar promo code on top of this, so it's three oh four right now with free shipping on New Egg for a fifty eight hundred. Uh, Micro Center two ninety nine. Oh, There'll Micro be... Center's cheaper. There's okay. your of low course. bar. But if you don't live within driving distance of Micro Center at at current gas prices, I would rather pay the extra four dollars. You're almost not wrong. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's it's five dollars just to get a gallon of gas in my tank right uh, now. So. You're right about that. What is our next topic? Oh wait, Windows eleven. Android? Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. True. The, the, it That's wasn't enough to absorb right. Chromium. They're they're going yeah. full out Android too, because well, everyone freaking hates Windows eleven. Or I mean it's it's a wonderful beta test. It, it's a for. beautiful looking oh, wait, this helping, is it? Um there is a reason rounded. why we continue to test on Windows ten. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think inconsistencies with performance on different platforms is necessarily a good thing from your operating system of choice, but it does have really anyway. colorful looking icons for the folders. There, there's a richness to that that I think is yeah. even better on a uh, HDR capable display. It's sad to say. Uh, is it even better than uh, iOS? I don't know because the, by adopting that centered um, taskbar look, to emulate the yeah. dock in their desperate attempt to look like Mac OS for some reason, which just lowers the convenience significantly. You know why the dock works? Because there's a menu bar up top that never moves that has your main options starting in the left but side. They constantly change and lie, and it's upsetting. So, it, well, well you know, Sam Walton was the guy who, who you know, he, he would change his company around once every tw- two years just to get yeah. people used to change. So Microsoft's doing the same thing to us. Wait, are you saying that oh, oh, is that Windows it? is the Walmart? Yeah, but Sam Walton didn't system? specifically make dumb choices. Well, I mean, the fact that Microsoft has gone from a company that used to get, you know, antitrust lawsuits against it from their own baked-in web browser to stealing Credge to make their own web browser, and now they've integrated uh, Windows subsystem for Android right into this new Windows 11. And they've done some updates, so if you do like playing with it, uh, your Android apps will now appear on the taskbar more or less reliably. Uh, they will let you know if the microphone or camera are actually being in use by an Android app. And in theory, should also now be able to access other Android devices on your network. So if you were kind of hoping to build your own IoT kind of crap, in theory, that Windows 11 machine should be able to communicate with them well, at least more reliably than it used to. I, I just find Microsoft's adoption of you know Linux, Android, and Chromium just continually baffle me. It, it's I, I'm so confused. I don't know if it's good or bad. It has to be bad because it's Microsoft. So there, there's something nefarious afoot here. Probably true, without a doubt. Hmm. You can run Android apps like you know. Facebook and Instagram and let them track you across your across everything you do. Multi-platform integration. Mm-hmm. Single sign-on. Jeremy's got a big mug of beer and he's happy. Let's pause here for a word from our first podcast sponsor this week. 
Is repetitive typing getting you down? None of us live our best lives when our time is filled with boring tasks like sending another calendar invite, responding to the same FAQ, or writing up a redundant invoice. Isn't life too short to be typing the same thing over and over again? Get the Text Expander solution. You can access what you type most often with just typing a few keystrokes. Work faster to eliminate repetition so you can focus on what matters most to you. Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations streamline your team's work so that all you have to do is type a short abbreviation and Text Expander does the rest of the work for you. Text Expander helps drive faster results for customer support, sales, recruiting, engineering, and operations. Here's how it works. You create it by building and collecting your most commonly used emails, phrases, messaging, URLs, and more right within Text Expander, so it's always accessible with a quick search or abbreviation. Then customize it by adding things like the date, fill in the blank fields, timestamps, and more to make content feel more personalized so you can keep your identity in every communication you send out while still being efficient and productive. Finally, expand it. Deploy that content you need with just a few keystrokes any device across any apps you use. Text Expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Check out Text Expander and say goodbye to repetitive typing. It's just that easy. Show listeners get 20% off their first year. So visit textexpander.com slash pcper to learn more. That's textexpander.com slash pcper. We're back, and there's breaking news here in the pcper world this evening as the hardware leaderboard has been updated. I I can't believe this. Updated May 25, 2022. That's today. <laughs> I love this. Uh, the time has come when looking at the hardware leaderboard no longer results in my hiding in the dark corner, muttering MSRP, MSRP, over and over until I've drank enough to rejoin society. Oh, to try to rejoin society. This well written for me. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's honest and from the heart, but mm-hmm. it has certainly hit the point where it's kind of interesting to look at again because it's just not well yeah it's going to be about five grand for that gpu that ain't really worth it uh and i mean you could definitely buy this chip it'd be great but you're going to be standing in line for you know three days in the hopes you can actually pick it up so there have been some changes uh the high-end system we used to be kind of naming for about fifteen hundred bucks or so. It's gonna be about two grand. The mid range, well, it it was kind of aiming for under a grand, but well, I think this is the new normal, more or less. I uh, think you're right. Is that a thirty six hundred X or a fifty six hundred X in there? Needs to be fifty six. Dang it again! The thirty six hundred X strikes again. Wow. Just like in the review that I edited wrong. Yeah, and, it's, and it's, honestly, it's so easy to do. This one you can totally swap because it honestly, if Intel's offering is cheaper, get it. There's so little difference between the two that, you know, honestly, it's because there was a nice sale on, I went with that. It's. I have to say, it's pretty sad that we have to put a 6500 XT into... Well, these are actually down lower now, so we can take 100 No, that's... The price, it's, but, yeah. That it, but to, to hit even the $900 mark, you've got to compromise that far. On, like It used to be a mid-range would have been, oh, like a 2060 or a 6600 XT maybe in the $300 hmm. Did I forget range? to update that? Because it is the 5600, I think. If you look on the price... Oh, like a sixty-six hundred? Yeah, that that for three ten, I think you can get a sixty-six hundred right now. Yeah, that that makes it better. I say that's better. Two ninety-nine. 
Yeah. So low end. But then that's the I mean, prices are changing so quickly that yeah, mm-hmm. it's it may be out of date. I will try and keep up with it. The low end is tough. Uh, no, no, you got the process. I mean, you can't go wrong with the twelve four hundred K. No, that's a budget darling right now. It, it's it's brilliant, and I mean, honestly, I would like to go uh, with an APU, uh, one of the, something with either uh, the one of the AMD ones or Intel's uh, Z, but they show that if you actually end up upgrading to a GPU afterwards, that will actually hurt your performance. Yes. Hmm. And it's, it's hard to, to go that way right now. Now the next generation coming up, we're expecting to see some really impressive integrated GPUs. And I'm hoping that changes because it would really knock a huge chunk off of the price of the budget uh, build that we're hoping is just, I need a computer. I browse the web. I play light gaming. I play online gaming. That's, you know, not very effective or not very, uh, what is it? Hard on my, yeah. Demanding. Taxing, taxing, demanding. But at the same time, you want to be able to upgrade, you're leaving that PCIe slot open. So you don't want to buy something now that's going to hurt you later. We, we, we shall see how that goes. And I kind of miss back in the days when AMD did the hybrid stuff, where when you had the iGPU and you bought one of the GPUs that wasn't much faster than it, they would combine together into a an, their own little interesting combined... Uh, pseudo crossfire thing. Yeah, pseudo yeah. crossfire thing. It, was, it wasn't awful. My brother is still running one from a laptop from aeons ago. It it was hard to do. I mean, seeing four grand, even without the audio card uh, on the, the the dream system, is it's it's hard to stomach. But that's what it is. There's mm-hmm. so little advantage to the TI over the regular thirty ninety. Oh, uh, but there is. Okay, it's not very big though. It's small. It's a dream machine. So I, I mean, I, you I get it. And really, if you're talking cost, no object. Put in the the top end part for everything. You're under four thousand dollars. We that was unthinkable last year because the sky was the limit on any yeah. and all GPUs. So, oh, you could pay that for a ten sixty at some point. SK Hynix. We talked about their Platinum P forty one SSD. That's their first PCIe four point SSD option back at CES. But now, as of May twenty, they're for sale. They're on Amazon. You can get one for as little as one hundred four ninety nine. Finally, and these have a proprietary in-house controller called Ares. I don't know who's interesting. Are they making it? Are they licensing it? I'm curious about this. One hundred seventy-six layer NAND. It, the big thing it's, about it is that it is uh, four-channel, not like the typical light. It uses that one hundred seventy-six layer NAND. Um, it doesn't pull as much power, nor gets as hot as some of the other PCI four point zero ones, but it keeps its performance. Right up there. I mean, it's not, doesn't seem like it's the top performing one out there, but it's darn close and uh, the performance is very well rounded and it is right in line with a lot of these guys that are on sale right now for like, you know, an SN 850 is, it's going to be overall faster, but it's a full eight channel and, uh, you know, Western digital controller and it, um, you know, that, that does heat up quicker than the P41. 
So if you've got just, you know, a basic motherboard M.2 with a, uh, you know, kind of regular cover, it's, it's, it's going to be perfectly fine in terms of throttling. Uh, a lot of the tests have, have had people just put fans that have good, you know, ventilation around that slot and just bare, and it rarely ever throttles the performance. Now, of course, once you get out of the cache, uh, it, it does slow down to below two terabytes per second. Wait, two, no, two gigabyte. I'm sorry, two gigabyte per second of writes. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and so it, it, you know, it again when once that that cache is exhausted in in writes, uh, it still does pretty quick as compared to again the other ones out there. But you're not going to achieve the same 6,500 you know writes that that you do with the uh, the faster um, MLC cache that they yeah. push aside for for all of that. But yeah, that uh, looks like it's a, a fantastic part for the price and doesn't get as hot as other PCIe 4.0 solutions. And Ares is an enhancement of the P31 controller. I don't think it's totally brand new, but you know they've done enough to get the performance up there yeah. without uh, breaking the bank thermally. Based on the price and the performance, I was thinking it was going to be an Integrate controller like we've seen with Acer Predator, with Mushkin Redline Vortex with the HP FX900 Pro. Uh, there's a Viper SSD I'm working on reviewing right now, but they, the 4300, I think, also has this Integrate controller in it. But apparently the Ares is something different. I, I don't know why I put this in there. It just seemed like... I don't know. All right. I, that's why I put it. <laughs> the, <laughs> it wouldn't be CompuTax without another delightful RGB product. This is... Uh, we've heard about the Lian Lee's is it Strymer or Streamer? Why is it spelled this way? I want to say Strymer, but it's got to be Streamer. Why does it exist? Because RGB is awesome, Jeremy. Well, yeah, look really. at my subtitle. Come on. I mean, I had What's to post subtitle? it. Thought you could get away from RGBs? No. You're I, I had cool to post if you think it. you can. The stealth build is a myth. Not really, but I mean, if you're using these, it is. <laughs> is your PC if could you build a silent PC with this? Could it really be called silent if it's this gaudy? It's too visually loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cameras are streaming now. Be seen yes. and not heard. <laughs> How do you review heard. this? By the way, like it didn't melt. Uh, uh yeah. Apparently, if you put all the wires on 100% brightness, so they're pure white, mm-hmm. it yeah. might. Uh, oh, there is a suggestion you don't do that warm, huh? from the PR company, although the manual is apparently still not online, so we don't know for sure or not if uh, this is true. Uh, I like so Lanley, but I don't want another wait. control box in my system. It, like, uh, this what, is for your why? ATX 24 pin. Just, just for the 24, you're do pin. the 24 pin. You do need a little bit of power being fed to be able to do the RGBs. You don't want to leach that off of your system power now, do you? Why not? Because that would be too uh, convenient. Yeah, so it's it, it'll use up one of your SATA plugs, and you got a half dozen. So what are you going to do with them? Wait, so do you actually feed? I don't really understand how this product works. Does it? Just- you can either feed it to an ARGB header on your motherboard, or you can feed it in, and then you've got software control mm-hmm. as well as uh, you know it's it's being separately controlled. 
Okay, so these are, these are actually the cables now. These are extensions? These are the PCIe ones. Because okay, it's not I, so just it's not a product that fits over the cable. It is actually the cable itself. Yeah, because uh, you run all your cables behind. It's got an adapter to plug them in, and okay. then you run them the rest of the way. I see. So it's just extensions. Okay. So can, you you can can uh, we get the power draw to reflect a change in the coloring, like or the speed or something as the power draw goes okay. up? <laughs> okay. So I had to post this because I knew that people would love it. I didn't actually look that into it. The value of these seems a little questionable because you have to pay seventy dollars for your twenty-four pin extension cable, and then yeah, an well, eight pin runs you fifty, or a triple eight pin is only sixty. Yes, that's a gre- much better value. There are three six point six plus twos on a single cable Beautiful. that they've done. Yes, and then the I will also bring up upgrade the- kit. $20. So the controller upgrade kit might let you actually run both PCIe with lighting. Because as it is, there are two adapters to let you run and control the PCIe power cables and make them bright, but you can only actually run one at a time. You can do slider one or slider two, but you can't do both. I, I don't okay. understand, but I know people like it. So uh, apparently, because Tech Power Up, they give it the editor's choice, they give it their innovation award. And they said, Ooh. considering the cost of these, Lian Lee has priced them such that it doesn't break the bank while not making them a steal either. Editor's choice. <laughs> Apparently that's that's the key. Make it make it enough money that it doesn't look like it's cheap. I mean you don't want to you've got to raise the prestige of the product a little bit. But don't make it too expensive because that would just be ridiculous. Extension cables for hundred dollars? No. Sixty nine ninety nine. They're brilliant. Best go. in show. All right, let's move on. The Framework laptop is actually upgradable after all, because that's the entire point of the Framework Yay. laptop. Was that episode to be modular? Did they mention that the whole CPU is upgradable, not just the uh, mechanic-style uh, add-ins and uh, X- I.O. ports? Well, I mean, if, so, yeah. if you're jumping generation to generation, you're going to need a whole new platform, though. So well, you have to replace but, the whole board, right? How about uh, 1050 bucks for a brand new i5 and motherboard, which you can install yourself? That seems like a lot, because I could buy a whole new laptop for that. Oh, wait, sorry. That's a whole new laptop. You're oh, right. Okay. If you yeah. want an upgrade, how about 500 bucks? Oh, that's, that's better. Oh, okay. So for 500 bucks, you can pop out the original uh, motherboard and processor and cooling system that were in there. Okay. Toss it in the garbage because that's what we do, I guess, and install a brand new one. Uh, honestly, even like if you're going for the the top of the line, which they're doing the i7 2080p, it's just over a thousand bucks. Okay. So it's it's a- it's it's not cheap, but then again, how much would a brand new laptop with that be in there? Now, one thing that Less. I did notice about this is that. In each of the prices, they're offering a brand new designed uh, cover. They're calling the kit. And they're usually charging about 70 or 80 bucks for it. And I suspect that what that means is that if you want the newly designed cover, everything's going to go in just perfectly and the thermals will still be fine. If you stick with the old one, you might want to look at modding your own or putting in some blowholes or 3d printing something but overall i mean just the ability to grab a laptop rip out 
the motherboard and CPU, put in a brand new one for slightly above retail uh, because we're guessing on retail prices off of uh, trays of mobile CPUs here. It's not awful. I'm, I'm still not despising these guys. I still think it's a good idea for people who like to play with their own hardware in a laptop. Yeah. I mean, the, looking at this thing, it looks just, I mean, it's, it's like every other laptop. They look like MacBook pro or MacBook air clones. They have to be silver. They have to have a black chiclet keyboard. That's fine. At least it has the taller aspect ratio screen. It looks like 1610. But if, if you look at this and then compare it to say like a Dell Inspiron two in one, they look the same. And those are going to have the same specs, IPS screen, if it's because it's a touchscreen version, it's two in one. Well, is that a Dell or an Acer or an MSI? Or I, I know. It could sure be any of those. My, yeah. my point is, if you get a bog standard laptop like one of those from a major vendor, down the road, if you wanted to swap out the board for the upgraded model, you could go out there on eBay or somewhere and find the board, and it's the same chassis. You can still can do a, like a, a swap. Am I alone? Am I the only one who's ever done a motherboard swap in a laptop to get the faster CPU? But uh, because I've done this enough, I think this is no big deal. You're taking the whole board out. You put in the new board. Now you go from an i5 to an i7. You've got twice as much memory. Yeah. It is nice they're selling it, but 538, I've, I would never pay that much for an upgrade board. Because at that point... Well, you get the cover too. Okay, well... <laughs> Well, okay. How well, about an i seven twenty seven or i seven twelve sixty p six ninety nine? That's a little better, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying about it is a little bit expensive, but at the same time, it's a lot cheaper than your own uh, brand new laptop, which is what you usually end up having to do. Oh, and look, their eleventh gen is on sale for a hundred dollars off right now, and the DIY edition for the eleventh gen is only six seventy nine. So you could buy that. And then get the twelfth gen upgrade kit, and it's not that much more than just buying the twelfth gen. Well, it is more, but it's more fun. This is like for the DIY enthusiast. Get the eleventh gen. Yeah, and, and the DIY doesn't come with any memory or storage, but that's but also that, good. Yes, because and then you upgrade it, and you get that new panel, and then you sell the eleventh gen board, <laughs> and now you've broken even. But it's also not available without a stock. So. Yeah, did you notice that it's selling because it's out of stock? I was oh, it is. Mm. They made 100 of them and they're all gone. Uh, you're very pessimistic. I am. Let's pause here for a word from our second podcast sponsor this week. Hey, have you heard of Collide yet? Collide sends employees important, timely, and relevant security recommendations for their Linux, Mac, and Windows devices right inside Slack. And if you're like many organizations, you know you can reach your employees on Slack. Collide is perfect for organizations that care deeply about compliance and security, but don't want to get there by locking down devices to the point of unusability. Instead of frustrating your employees, Collide educates them about security and device management while directing them to fix important problems. Visit collide.com slash pcper to check this out and sign up today. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash pcper. Use your email and get a free Collide gift bundle after trial activation. At Collide, they know the end users are IT admins' most significant untapped resources 
resources, and they are key to solving the most challenging security issues, which include developers setting passphrases on unencrypted SSH keys, finding those plain text two-factor backup codes, and teaching end users how to store them securely, and convincing employees to uninstall those evil browser extensions that may sell their browser history. Those are just some of the many use cases not solved by simply locking down a device. You can try Collide with all of its features on an unlimited number of devices, free for 14 days with no credit card required. Try it out now at collide.com slash pcper. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash pcper. It's time for our gaming quick hits, the part of the show where we look at random Steam or GOG or Humble Bundles or, well, Rock, Paper, Shotgun articles, certainly. Oh, Hard Space Shipbreaker. A a wonderful uh, social commentary on the importance of unions so that you don't get abducted uh, up into outer space to try and help pay off your debt and be charged for every little bit of food, water, and oxygen you use, not to mention the fuel and the rental on the equipment to keep you alive as you tear apart spaceships. On the other hand, tearing apart spaceships is is very cathartic and a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, I got the uh, early access one uh, two years ago when it came out. I honestly haven't played it in over a year or so. There's now an entire story to it. Uh, that As you're staring apart the spaceships, which is, is a lot of fun. It's If you played uh, Dead Space, it's sort of one of the tools is like a one of the cutters he had. Mm-hmm. And you, you're just cutting it apart. But it, it's, it's rather upsetting when you think that a cabin was unpressurized and you cut into it and realize that as you're propelled, at an immense amount of space of speed backwards that no, it wasn't quite unpressurized and it's quite upset at you or the uh, fusion reactor that you were pretty sure that you'd powered down. Yeah. It wasn't quite as powered down as you thought when you, you cut it out. So it's a bit of a puzzle game, but it's also throwing stuff around and there's, there's a whole story to it. And honestly, just the whole fun of tearing apart spaceships and reading the logs that are in them and everything. It's just, it's stupid fun. I think it's free on Game Pass from what someone said. It's also 25% off on Steam right now. I, I kind of recommend it. I, I've i enjoyed the time and I'm looking forward to going back to it. I need to find out if Hotas works on it because it would be much more fun with my uh, joystick. You've got a, a very short amount of time to do your shift in a day, but at the same time, it's not you know, everything's coming at you all at once. It's just, no, you're looking at stuff. No, I'll trim this off and I'll snip this off and I'll do this. And I'll wait a second. I'll go over there. Yeah. It's not bad. I kind of like it. Next up hackaday. One coder is porting portal to the N64. It's getting some love now. People kind of like that very primitive polygonal 3D look, I guess, of the N64 again. I think it's just an age thing. Maybe people who grew up with the N64 are old enough now to be nostalgic about it. Star Fox, GoldenEye. That's all I remember. Mario 64, Zelda Ocarina of Time. Mm. No. Mm. Final Fantasy Tactics? (laughs) No, that wasn't on N64, but Ogre Battle 64 was. Oh, oh yes, Ogre Battle 64. Tell us more about Portal on N64. Here it is in action. If I can go full screen. No? No? 
All right, well, the, this story is going nowhere. Nowhere. So check that out if you're interested, and let us move on to our security corner. Mining may not be profitable anymore, but that's only if you're paying for electricity and equipment. What if you can just wrangle a botnet and have all of your mining done for free? Like this Monero mining botnet targeting Windows and Linux web servers. Sysservk malware. And it's not just for Windows anymore. That's Here right. Linux. Microsoft has embraced the Linux community, and that means they're bringing yeah. malware to it. <laughs> there might be something to that, but yeah, the botnet is not dead, and uh, it's not just for it's not just for desktops either. You know what? Uh, it's here's a here's a nice fat botnet for the servers out there. Uh, Linux obviously not immune. Backdoors and WordPress plugins are delivering Linux platforms everywhere to this Monero um, mining malware, more like a worm and a, and a system takeover. The interesting thing about some of the background on whoever is behind this is that they're continuing to evolve it and trying out new approaches and refining their techniques and, nice. and looking for additional bugs. And yeah, they're really kind of very busy at making sure they've got the best possible worm and malware to make sure that your server's not left out. If there's a crack in your software, they're hoping to find it. And they're actively, when they get into a system, they're exploiting it to look for other local systems. They're pulling IP addresses. They're pulling SSH keys. They're pulling um, MySQL uh, credentials and they're attacking databases and they're taking over machines and locking locking legitimate system admins out. It's really a piece of sophisticated software. And I hate Does that. it leverage the power of the blockchain? You know what? I think they have left that out in sort of, you know, the most obvious way to say that that's a, you know, clearly a, an important feature to have. Right. Uh, but well, it is a mining keep botnet. detailed logs of everything you do, I guess, when you're running a botnet. So. <laughs> well, uh, they do, and they post them to Telegraph. No, because... that's right. Yeah. You want to brag about it when you're in the midst of access. Yeah, well, system. Telegraph is a place to brag about things. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you might not so want to. The way the article is written, it's written in almost a glowing admirality. Oh, you know, nice. There's They're a real like... ad admiration sort of ways. Yeah. Like, they're looking for several ways to update their functions until they reach a satisfying like, wow, result. This is really or, sophisticated. They, they, yes. They're going places with this. Yes. Plus, we really appreciate how inclusive they are with their ability to allow mm -hmm. Linux users and Windows users to be affected by this bot. I'll, I'll read the last you're line. You're getting of the, the snark. Some exploits were used in only one or two samples, while others proved useful and stuck around. Hmm. It's like a real virus. It's adapting to the host, mm, and it's mm -hmm. it's being less intrusive. And and you know, we want to coexist. We want to to steal your hardware resources for mining. You want to use your PC. Let's work. Uh -huh. Let's work together. Well, I, I mean, take these are servers. System resources. These are servers. So oh, okay. Up, so they're setting up chat relays that's, that's, and you know, big corporate America. Who cares? You know, like, oh, they, they can they afford it. it. They're just insurance. making sure that you've got a constant load on your server the entire day. So it's right. load balancing. Let me just back the bus. Let me just back the bus up on, on the whole corporate thing. Yeah, briefly. Because think about how many IoT devices out there that are essentially Linux boxes that are potentially that are unpatched. That are exploitable. Yes. Exploitable, yes. And there's your problem. Well, not as right many there. as you think. Most of them have already been exploited. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can this exploit run on a previously exploited system? That's you know what? That's oh, I guarantee a really funny you these question. guys. No, these guys are pushing out the old infection and putting in the new one from the sounds yeah, of it. Yeah, but so think about this for a second. Do you think think about this for a second? What if the IOTs are being exploited by malwares and worms and then have to set themselves up a well, we need a firewall so that we don't get re-exploited. So they're actually protecting themselves from being exploited, fixing the IOT so they're the only exploit on the box. So essentially you're you're kind of talking about your gut bacteria. You're good. I was going to go with herpes, but yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm impressed by this. Uh, Twitter apparently has been using (laughs) two-factor authentication for targeted ads. Great. Security is not just on you. It's on the companies you use. Wow. So the FCC gives them a little slap on the wrist. 150 million. Although really Twitter doesn't make any money. So that may may be a lot for them. It's a chunk. They're venture capitalists. It's a chunk. Oh, and this on. goes Elon, back Elon's about nine fix years. This. He doesn't own it yet. <laughs> yeah, Let's this is a hack from like nine years ago when oh, Twitter it's... first introduced two FA, and they immediately got hacked, and like all of the phone numbers and email addresses you provided for the two FA were spread out. And you know what Twitter did? Dickle. There you go. That's the one. So yeah, uh, oh, the FTC okay. got a little mad and applied a slap on the wrist. It, it, it was kind of funny to see that they actually were punished for this because when it first happened, if you remember that long ago, it was a a big blow to the whole, yeah, let's do 2FA, and then, well, yeah, we're probably going to sell my information that I give you. And for, oh, oh, no, no we're no, totally no, not going to no, do no, that. No. Uh, mind you, if we get hacked and people find out, we don't have to tell you. So, yeah. Um, yay, Twitter. If you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, you would have received notification last night, not for the upcoming podcast, but for a video review. Yes, there is a new video review live. Josh Tech presents the and Merc. It is for FX Speedster Merc 319 AMD Radeon RX 6800 XT. A very long-term review. Uh, oh, I thought that said longboard edition. Leet. It's yeah. Leet. 1337. Yeah, because it's 1337. Nice. Yeah. Look at that. Josh Walrath, technical editor, burger aficionado. Oh, it says in the lower third right here. And that's that's not happening live. Look, Josh is wearing no. a different shirt. That's Josh. And my eyes are really hurting right now. And so it looks that's like the same shirt. Like slits. Is it? No, it's not. It's a. No, it's, it's different lighting. <laughs> Mock <Mock-tron. laughs> So, yeah, definitely uh, listen to Josh on the subject of... As in the past two this weeks. This thing. Suddenly, oh. video card prices have, have dropped off the cliff. And now they're approaching MSRP. Look at this monster. Why did that slow down so much? This thing is just huge. I don't know if I'm looking at the I video or looking at the live video feed now. Video. I know I can't tell. Put that out. It was a great card. Very happy with it. Um, find out all the details, and uh, yeah, enjoy a little thirteen minutes and thirty-seven seconds of me. And you can look at performance graphs like these. They're excellent performance graphs. Look at the time spy results. Oh, such nice scaling. 
Look at the. Well, that was a lot of cards to uh, to test. Yeah, and a lot of freaking tests too for me to make charts yeah. for. Sorry. Josh doesn't do anything halfway. He said, "You know what? I'm going to test a few games." So okay, Dirt Five oh, at thanks. 1080 and 1440. Okay, that's good, and that's nice. an AMD friendly mm-hmm. title, so I expect them to be on top. Here's Far Cry Six. It's a couple FPS behind, but no big deal. Also tested at 1080 and 1440, where it's essentially tied with a 3080. And then here's Red Dead Two at two resolutions again it just goes on and, and on. on and on ad yes. nauseum and what else oh uh watchdogs legion 1080 and 1440 so if you were did curious did you look at that old vba script that i wrote now like 15 years ago 20 years, years ago. ago no well i, I still have that ago? but I, I never use it yeah because I think it turns all your Excel into charts and then makes them into pictures. Or at least it like used I'm, to. I'm holding it like it was. I slowed that down. In the actual video, the uh, charts go by faster than that. Because I had to match Gosh. it. I had to link it up with the speed at which Josh was talking, which was faster than that. He was on a roll. It was like 15 minutes of just perfect reviewing like uh commentary the one thing that i i struggle with when i make a video i'll i'll like do all the shots and edit them all together and stuff and then i record the voiceover and i suck at it and i just do a hundred takes and i don't like any of them and josh just one take 15 minutes and then i like edited it down to like 13 and a half (laughs) when we were done i i should have done extemporaneous speaking Uh. in my previous life. You're good at it. Thank you. So, uh, if you're watching this, in the description to this video will be a link to Josh's review. Or just go to the channel itself and you'll see it under hardware reviews. Yes. He hasn't done a hardware review in a while. Not since the RTX 3080 review. And he's back. Hoping to do a uh, RTX 3060 from Asus that, again, uh, recently went under $500. So... Nice. Mm-hmm. Can, uh, we can kind of look what a uh, look what a you know more mainstream, I guess, considered now, even though it's yeah. still four hundred and seventy bucks. Better than eight hundred. Exactly. I just checked the availability on the Merc three nineteen. Amazon's got it. You can. Uh, oh, they got it for a nice price. Seven ninety nine. Yeah, seven ninety nine. And what I think that's reasonable these days, like eight uh, hundred and up. Yeah, eight thirty nine. I think is about the lowest we've we've oh, okay. seen right now. And in certain circumstances, still, this is a faster card. Yeah, than a thirty eighty. All right, let's move on to picks of the week. Josh, take it away. You're going to be shocked. What? what get get shocked. the P forty one. What did you do? Just just P forty one. Oh, okay. It's a great, great. That? I mean, for nice price, lower power, lower temp for the most part. I mean, it, it eventually does heat up if you don't have a heatsink on it, and it will throttle, but it takes a lot longer to do that than the other ones, and your performance is good, and the price is, you know, especially for a brand new product, it's pretty pretty reasonable. So you you get it all with that. It's a, it's a really nicely rounded product 
that uh, you should love for a long, long time. Jeremy, your pick this week. Hey, free stuff is good, right? Especially in this economy. Usually. Uh, There is no... Well, they cost eventually. That's true. That's true. They do cost money. But how about a a free uh, Unreal Engine 5 based benchmark from Hmm. Steam called Easy Bench Benchmark, which will kick the snot out of your GPU. It only Uh, has mixed reviews. Yeah, it's it's poorly optimized and uh, the the graphics are not as fantastic as you would hope, but it does include all of those technologies. Yeah, it's a stress test. It's not a prettiness test. It's just a stress test. Let you pick a variety of uh, resolutions, including some widescreen ones. And if you think you're able to play 4K and have a 4K monitor, it's more than happy to tell you just how well you're doing. So, but <laughs> maybe you know, it, maybe that's where the mixed system, reviews came right. from. Like it didn't run way. very well yeah. on my system. Yeah, no. my my 2060. It really it's terrible. Yeah. Surprise! 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 Yeah, but it's, it's free. free. What can you expect? Yeah, yeah. If you want to do some tweaking, this will give you different results after your tweaking, or you know, crash your system. In which case, back that overclock just a little bit. Five megahertz or so. <laughs> okay. Brett. Brett, uh, have you gone out of your mind? Yeah, I think he has. Is this a real pick? Are you just trolling it's, us? Yeah, actually, it, that okay. is part of it. I, I was looking around going like, man, I have just not pushed enough Mac stuff on this PC per podcast for a while. Let me see what I got here that it could be even remotely considered as plug plug-inable to a, uh, like Windows and PC. So I'm like, for you don't have a lot of desk space? I picked this. Yes. Trackpads. Yeah. $30, $40 off. Mm-hmm. These look, we've often said that the best trackpad in the industry is attached to Apple portables. Laptops, it, yes. What do you mean yeah. we? But here's the thing. I, I, I'm here's not the, the only one that said that. it. Here's the thing about that. Not the only one that said it. Go ahead. I know it's your turn, Brett, but no. Uh, anybody who's ever used I used to talk to Ken about this. The implementation of the trackpad somehow magically works so well with Mac OS it does. It does. and doesn't with Windows. So it's you can not, run it's quite a good Windows and use this input you device, can. but it doesn't work you can. well. No. It's not as responsive. It just doesn't feel the same. And they you don't know, optimize I... the driver very well for Windows at all, and they don't care to. So if you're it, running it a works, Hackintosh... It works like fairly well on Hackintosh. Certain people... On this podcast, does it work great on your Hackintosh? You know, it works really swimmingly. Okay, <laughs> it works really, really awesome on my Hackintosh. But uh, yes, you can plug this into a PC, and it does work. Um, but uh, Ooh, and these are all on sale. Gray, they're all on sale. They're like thirty, forty dollars off. So yeah, you know, it's not like it's it's not because, just a pick. Nobody wants them. They're trying to they're get rid of them. May maybe that's true. Maybe. So yeah, if you want one. Now's your time. <laughs> yeah, and go to maxsales.com. That's right. OWC, quality gear, uh, expert support since 1988, serving the Macintosh community. Right. And get on their well, email at least list, not too, because they'll send you emails center. just like they send Brett that direct you to- All the time. Every week, almost every deals. day. Practically every day do they send me a message. Exactly. You can be just as hip to the Mac sales deals as me. Actually, if you- uh, we looked at some Audio Technica headphones a while back. 
They have. And it's on, they're on sale. They're on they sale. They are the they official are. refurb dealer. Look at this. Uh, I have a pair of the. I almost picked so. these, but then wait, I'm like, nah, this. I picked them before. I have a pair of the um, 8700Xs, and you can get these for just $79.99. That's factory refurbished with a one year warranty. Regular $199.99. Now, they're usually a lot less than that on Amazon, that's, but not that's 79 bucks. I almost picked them, but I really had to go for a Mac thing today because I just hadn't done it in a while. Okay. That's fine. Do you know there's a second one that I was going to do? What? Oh. Uh, Microsoft Flight Sim 2020, free DLC. Top Gun Maverick. Oh, nice little movie tie-in there. <sighs> yeah, so it's it's Danger free. And you, get, and you can actually, you can, you, can, you can do carrier landings now with MSFS, which is really cool because they didn't have that before. I mean, they released the F-18 um, quite a while ago, but yeah, they, they finally have the full thing up and it's free. So go get that. All right. Get Just your highway in into the danger zone. Maverick. Sorry, Jeremy, mm-hmm. we were talking. Get your highway to the danger zone. <laughs> yes. It's supposed to be a fantastic film. Yeah. Tomato well, meter and audience is up there. What? Does he still check his phone or his, t- uh, his watch with both hands? I don't know. Do you not remember that from the original one? No. Josh yeah, never watched the original. He's, I, I oh, have many times just because pilot. Anyway. All right. Uh, my pick this week is very not technical. It's the Waboba Wingman. Wingman. I'm not a disc golfer. But this thing is great because it's a miniature disc. It's the shape and kind of the flight of a disc, but it's made out of silicone and it's only six inches across. And it's very soft, obviously, because it's just silicone. You can fold it up, shove it in your pocket, carry it around. My son and I have been playing catch with this thing, or I don't know what you call it when you throw a disc back and forth at each other. And it's $6.99 and they come in different patterns and colors and things. And I have... uh, this one right here called Mountain Rays. Is this like some sort of frisbee? Yeah, it's it's like a silicone frisbee that's only six inches. And it's floppy, but it flies really well. So we throw it back and forth to each other. It goes up to 130 feet, they say. I've thrown it like 100 feet myself. But you throw it just like a disc, like if you're playing disc golf. It's like a big coaster. Yes. Somebody took a silicone round oven mat one day or trivet or whatever and started throwing it around and said, you know what? We can make a product. We can do this. better. But yeah. it's cheap. Six ninety nine. And plus if you go to their website for the first time, it always pops up and says, save 15% off your first order. So give it for even less than that. And look, be like this guy here who carries it around, folded up in his pocket. He's ready. He's ready Ooh. for a, a catch anytime. Just throw it, throw it like this. It's, and then catch it I think that's, like that. I think that's a catch. I, well, I don't, I don't know. know. So I, I can't really tell. World's worst beer cozy. Hold, just hold it in your hand. Use it to take hot items out of your oven. <laughs> you know, you can do anything with it. Just carrying Still it already seems frisbee, vaguely yes. threatening. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't tried using it as a mouse pad yet. And after you've used this for a little while, picking up the the regular frisbee, like, what is this thing? It's too big. It's heavy. Feels it kind of hurts weird. my hand when I catch it. I'm, you know, you have delicate, <laughs> delicate hands. How, how are your fingers, by the way? Uh, so they're getting are better. Uh, finger update. Uh, viewers of the podcast probably don't know this because it happened in between shows, but 
I uh, I closed my hand in an antique garage yeah. door last week, and uh, I don't know if you can see this or not, but the two middle fingers here are somewhat bruised. That's oh, all. Yeah, you still got a little blood in there. But that's all. Nothing. That nothing was broken, and uh, I didn't go to the emergency room or anything. It's one of those where each of the instead of being metal, it's wood. It's solid wood, and then there are glass windows in it. And as it folds up, it's you know it's got like the sections and they have hinges on them. So I was mm-hmm. grabbing the handle, which is conveniently located right next to one of these um, seams. I shoved my hand into the handle and pulled the door down, and my fingers went into the door, and I heard a crunching Ooh. sound. So I grabbed it with my other hand, lifted it back up, and pulled my hand out, which was noticeably flatter. (laughs) The fingers were significantly wider than they were before. It's like the Elmer Fudd, you know? Pain was intense. My wife was outside messing with her front flower bed. I'm like, like, get me ibuprofen and some water. What? Ow. (laughs) Time is a factor. Are we after show now? Uh, No, let's do the outro. Gotta do a closing. All right. Close it. This has been the PC Perspective Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, watching, or both simultaneously. Or maybe you watched it with the sound turned off and captions turned on. In which case... What what if they watched the video, but they listened to... The stream podcast. Oh from yeah. Apple. What if they? What if you? Wow. Like, just, you know, sometimes if I'm sex. watching a baseball game, it's kind of like watching Wizard of Oz with the Pink Floyd "Dark Side of the Moon." Except, oh, okay. Not really. Well, that's you meant like. More, oh. What if instead of watching you got the video, we'll the sound that. you synced nice. up the podcast audio with the video? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes the timing is subtly different because I'll make very small changes just to prevent people from doing that. <laughs>